This podcast is brought to you by Midwinter, the cyberpunk fantasy graphic novel series from Revision Studios. Eisner Award-winning legend comics and coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, and listeners like you. Visit patreon.com slash nerd today to find out how you can become a supporter. Yes? Ho, ho, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? You jolly devil. Welcome to the Two-Headed Nerd comic book podcast. First Facebook talk show. Ooh. We're calling it THN cover to cover. It is Saturday, March 18th. It is St. Paddy's 17th. Day. It's Saturday, March 17th. It is St. Paddy's Day. Neither of us are wearing green. Neither am I. I'm not Irish, Irish so I don't, I'm dressed I don't need to, to in black. I'm Irish. I just don't give no craps about it. I don't need it. to participate. Here's how it works, though. Every Saturday from 1130 to 1230 Central Standard Time, Joey and I are talking comics and all things comics. That's movies, TV, video games, whatever you want to get into. We're doing it live. You can call us at 402-819-4894, or you can click the Facebook Call Now button if you want to get in on the action. If you can't call us live, you can call us anytime during the week. Whenever you have a feeling, whenever you finish watching a show or reading a comic or win a video game, whatever, you can call us. You can leave us a message at that number or you can send us an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com before I open these damn phone lines. Toots. Call us from the toilet. We don't care. Um, I mean, Just yeah. don't let us know you're on the yeah, toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't, I don't want to make it obvious. obvious. I don't need to know you're on the toilet. <laughs> before we get started here, though, Toots, I need you to reset the question of the week. You got it. This week's question comes from JD Gotta Catch Em All. Probably going to be the first one to call. Via the TNHN Facebook fan page, I was listening to the Felix Comic Art Podcast, and there was a discussion about if there have been any truly important works produced since The Dark Knight Returns Whoa. or The Watchmen or Mouse and the like. While they were discussing in terms of impact on art value, it got me thinking about the question in general. Not personal faves or crazy popular comics or just really excellent stories, but medium game changers. Okay. Any ideas? It's going to be a tough one. Uh, yeah, you know. It's really going to be a tough one, honestly. Uh, well, the, the, the medium game changers is what gets me. Right. Like when you, when you say, when you point out that like we're not just talking about things that are really good. We're right. talking about things that truly change the game. That's That's... It's kind of a curveball. Yeah. I, I think I got one. Okay. You think we got one? I think I have one. Well, guess what? Huh? I've opened the phone line. <laughs> what? <laughs> so let's get some calls. I don't just want to talk about that. I want to talk about the new mutants return. I want to talk about the new gods movie. New gods I want to talk movie. about Spike Lee directing Nightwatch. Nightwatch. Look, I want to talk about that Avengers trailer and how every time I open up Facebook... <laughs> I see the Avengers trailer that somebody has just posted, <laughs> and it sends a shiver straight up my body. All right, Love we'll, it, Joe. we'll get into that in a minute. Right now, calm down, Joe. We got a call coming in. You need a blanket. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller, who this? This is Nate. Nate, mm. you are our first viewer this morning. I appreciate you turning us on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what's going on? I hear babies in the background. That's my boy. Ah, is he freaking out? No, no, he's just hanging out. He's got a pinwheel. We're waiting for his sister to get out of karate. That's fun. Karate and a pinwheel. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think of the Avengers trailer? Let's get right into it. What do you think? Uh, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, really? I got, new, I got a promotion at work. I've been busy as shit. Oh, so oh. Been, oh mister, yeah. I got a promotion at work. Mm. <laughs> better than us. You're better than us, huh? Well, what do you want to rap yeah. about then, Nate? Where do you guys stand on Ready Player One? Ready Player One. I can tell you. I think you, we discussed it last week. I think we're both just kind of like, man, well, okay. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care at all. And I feel like every time I see them trying to force some 80s nostalgia on me, I feel like they're putting their hand down my pants. You know what I mean? And I'm like, hey, yeah. hey. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I don't know in a, you. In a, in a good way? No, not in a good way. In a purview way. Oh, like, okay. I'm, sitting, I'm sitting next to Ready Player One on the subway, and Ready Player One keeps like putting its leg on mine. Oh, and touching I'm, your leg with and I keep leg. kind of moving away, <laughs> and then Ready Player One just goes for it and touches my junk. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? You know? <laughs> like, no. I hate Ready Player you know, One. Like, I hate it. Like I, I, thought, I thought it was the most manipulative piece of crap. Like, I hopped into my DeLorean just like Marty McFly, and then I swung down to yeah. New York, and I met up with Raphael and Michelangelo. Yeah. Just, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
up. Yeah. Shut up. I just, I don't care. And, Let them have it, Joe. And I know it was a popular book because it sold really well, but I've seen a lot of people saying like, no, the book was not good. I, and I'm predicting right now it's a failure. I think people either really bottom. love really? the book or they really don't. I bet you it's going to do good. I think it'll do fine. Yeah, I love the book, but they, I mean, <clears throat> it wasn't any like feat of, you know, you know, uh, literature that is going to go down in history. It was sure. a fun bubblegummy kind of nostalgia. And if you, if you try to take it any more than that, I think, I think that's where the hate comes in. Right. Like if you want it to be something awesome and Spielberg, I love how he likes to go back and try to recapture the eighties. You know, he did that. What was that movie with the, the monster? So uh, super eight or uh, whatever. Super eight. Super eight. Yeah. No. Super eight. <clears throat> you know, he's, He's trying to recap. That wasn't Spielberg. That was J.J. Abrams. No, it wasn't. Super well, 8 was J.J. Abrams, wasn't it? No. Really? I don't think so. No, it was Spielberg. Wait a minute. Yeah, I thought it was Spielberg. J.J., man, J.J. is writing this Cloverfield, bro. That's his thing. Cloverfield. Yeah. He's done, what, three Cloverfield movies now? Uh, okay, so do you think do you think people Wait, that... The kid's done the karate. I gotta go. All right, we'll see. <laughs> okay, we'll talk to you later. You guys are wrong. Super 8 was yeah. directed by J.J. Abrams. It was? You guys are totally wrong. It was J.J. Uh, Abrams' open love letter to Steven yeah. Spielberg. Is oh, what it that's was. what it is. Yeah, it looked a lot like it. Okay, okay, uh, okay. Uh, it's an open love letter. Yeah, I, it's I, an I open love letter. I thought it was a movie. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Now, here's the other thing. Do you think, though, okay, hold up. This Ready Player One thing. Do you think the people that love the book, are they're going to go see it anyways? I guess. Because they can't help it, right? Right. right. It's like us. They don't have a choice. It's, it's like us, yeah. right? With they're our comic book captive movies. Audiences. It's like, we have to go. Right. So, like, even if they don't, like, are mad about it, they're still going to go see it. It's still going to sell freaking tickets. I suppose. It seems like the same thing with, like, Wrinkle in Time. There was, like, ah! a ton of people Wrinkle that were time. excited because they read the book when they were young. I read it when I was young. I never read it. And I don't remember if I loved it or not because I was super young. Okay. So I really didn't feel a connection to it. But there was a ton of people that felt such a connection to that book that they went to see the movie, and they were disappointed. Don't get me wrong. It's not a good movie from what I've heard. Huh. But they left going, no, I loved it. I thought it was great. You know? Sure. <laughs> okay. It's going to do big business. All right. We got another call coming in. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller, who dis? It's Brian Domingos. Brian Domingos. Dingo. dingo King of the forums. Dingo. Pardon me. Pardon me. We changed his title last week. He's God Emperor of the THN forums. God Emperor? Yes. God Emperor. GE, baby. Yeah. GE. He got a take just like Trump. He saw that like uh, Xi, the president of China, made himself president for life. And Domingo's <laughs> was like, fuck this. I'm not a king. I'm a god emperor. <laughs> he seized <Yeah>. control. <laughs> that's what we look away from the forums. And that's what happens. Yeah, it's our fault. Yeah. The people have yeah, seized you the guys, means of production. You guys aren't even mods anymore. Oh, man. I love <laughs> Damn it. it. Oh, I love Did it. I get banned again? Damn it. Yeah. Dingo, it's what do you want to rap attitude. about today, man? Um, this, um, this new gods movie that's, I guess, coming out. Yes. Yes. I don't know. I I got pretty excited. Okay. Let me Uh, ask you this. Do you think that they can, we talked about this on the regular show a little bit, but do you think that they can accurately, and I'm not saying a hundred percent, but portray these characters to the point where nerds like you and Joe Patrick, who truly love them, can identify them and go, yeah, that's the new gods and sell that idea to a wide audience. I'm saying I think no way. Yeah, I mean I I think it's going to be hard because like we're we're look we're looking back at like 40 plus years of new gods, right. right? I mean, so if you go to the original stories like if it was just like some sort of adaptation of the original new god stories, um that Kirby did like that first run. I think it's like 18 issues or something. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, people are, people know what these things are, whether or not they can explain them. They, you know, they've sat through Thor. Like, I don't know who any of the non Thor characters are in Thor. I don't know sure. anything about them, but I can sit down and go, okay, that guy's got superpowers. And I know it's, he's some sort of God, but I don't know what that means. Like, I don't think that's going to, scare people away. Mm. Um, I think it's going to be more like selling in a tone in an atmosphere and like, this is a director you love. Sure. These are things that you like. It's, it's just, it's DC comics, 
peripheral, like well, okay, real quick, let, go along with it. Those characters you're talking about, in Thor, they were gods that were pretty, you know, like obviously Hogan's a badass guy with a sword, and Fandral's a badass guy with a rapier, and Volstag's fat, whatever, you know. Okay, let's talk about Granny Goodness. How do you sell a character like Granny Goodness <laughs> to America? Oh, um, I think it's kind of how um, you intercut Fox News with it. I mean, <laughs> it's. it's it's not that hard, man. No, I mean, okay, I see you working there. I, I, that's clever. I like. That. Yeah, I mean, we, <laughs> you know what? Glorious I mean? Godfrey is it's, on the air in real life every day. No, it's true. Yeah, no, no, no. Selling you like selling you hate with a smile is what it happens every day. So I, I think it's pretty easy. And you put oh, some, shit. you know, I think, and, and we, some I of think these, we've you know, the series are, are you know hot and sexy, and some of them are the sod sister, and that sure. means what that means. And uh, but Big Barda is like. She's Wonder Woman, but taller and more badass. Yeah. And Mr. Miracle is, in a, I mean, you can, you can show what Mr. Miracle does in a minute, 60 seconds. Oh, like sure. the, the scene and, you know, and like, and, and I think it's in um, World War Three and, and JLA where he breaks into the, he like comes to help at the watchtower and all the, the traps go off and he just like breaks them all. And he's like, oh, sorry guys. Like I, I did that by accident. Yeah. Like you just have to show him going through some sort of crazy high-tech machines and dismantling them. Like, and just being like, yeah, this is, he gets away, you know, scot-free every time. Like, that's what he does. Oh, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I, I I hear what you're saying. I just mean, think like the overarching idea of the new gods and the ridiculousness of the characters, they're going to have to tone that shit down. And if they tone it down too much, we're not going to even recognize it. I, I think what we'll end up with, I think we'll end up with a movie that has a lot of the new gods on earth, very similar to the Thor movies. Yeah. Uh, or uh, like Thor outside of, of Asgard. Um, they've done stories that are tailor made for movies already. Like um, legends, the John Byrne uh, series in the eighties where uh, glorious Godfrey uh, dark side sends glorious Godfrey to infiltrate the news media to turn the public sentiment against superheroes. Yeah. And it's like a secret, it's like a secret invasion of earth. Like they could do that in a movie and have the, have like Mr. Miracle and big Barda like undercover on earth trying to ferret out dark sides agents. Like, I think they they could do really great stuff with it. That's not a bad idea. Do you trust them? I think, I think what you're worried about is them showing like the full, ridiculous splendor of new Genesis oh, yeah. and apocalypse <laughs> oh, and yeah. how that's going to translate <laughs> and like characters running around, uh, n- named, you know, light Ray and bug and, Oh yeah. And uh, I want the forever Dr. people. Like, I want the forever mobile. <laughs> yeah. Like beautiful dreamer and, I want and big, uh, bear. big bear. <laughs> why not? Why not like, go- these are goofy ideas, but I, I think there's a way to incorporate them into, into the real world would make things more palatable to non-comic audiences. We might get this before we get a Batman movie, so I don't know. We'll you don't see. think they should just go trick crazy total sci-fi with it? And I totally mean, not go anywhere near. The I want Earth. them to. That's what Marvel did with like Guardians of the Galaxy right. and with Thor. They were like, "Screw it, this is going to be wackadoo. Let's just give it. Let's give it all to him. Throw it right at him. We even put Howard the goddamn duck in there. You know? I, like, I, yeah, that's. I I, I think people. Will, I, I don't think people will be afraid of it. Like, cause I mean, and look at like game of Thrones, like that is, that is nonsense. It's like people and Kings and Queens and backstabbers and tons of incest and zombies and drag. And it's like, and like, you know, people who are not nerds sit down and watch that every week. Yeah, I don't get, it's true. You know, I don't watch it, but like my wife is like wicked into it. And it's like, they just, you see this, it's like, you know, quote unquote civilians, like it's appointment television for them. Sure. So the so I mean that's the new Genesis stuff you know like just they're in their robes and they're talking and there's you know they're doing their thing and then you can cut to the bad guys and like you know and then stuff on Earth like it, we're already seeing stuff like this on TV absolutely so, no I okay think, I, I don't, think people are ready for it I don't so disagree just, with that just do it now okay here's my here is my problem do you think they could do that go wackadoo and go completely nuts with it and make it fit in the current DC cinematic universe the way that it is. Who cares? 
I mean, I'm not saying I care about it and I, and I want that to stay that way, but they keep hitting us with this. Like, this is the DC Cinematic Universe. Deal with it. I mean, outside of Wonder Woman, but outside of Wonder Woman, deal with it. Like, Justice, I, I the Justice League movie, they, whether I mean, you liked it or not, the, it uh, definitely showed um, signs of them changing course in terms of tone. I think that they are trying to turn the ship in a different direction. At this point, I don't really care how firmly a new gods movie connects to the DC cinematic universe. Wonder woman didn't connect to the DC cinematic universe at all either. Well, I mean, it was in the past, I guess, you know? Yeah, but I mean, it had nothing to do with anything it was in the past when the DC universe was better written and better acted and better directed. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think that they can pull it off. I think that, I mean, I said it on the show. I'm, I'm not super pumped about anything DC's doing, but if they're willing to take chances on these weird properties, I want to see what they do. Fair enough. It's definitely a huge chance, and we'll see. I don't know. Domingo's? Yeah, the, 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 I, I just think that they could do a total tone shift and not even address it. Okay. I, I wouldn't. That would be out, into that. I'm not against it, certainly. That, that are not just, that don't look like Zack Snyder movies. You know, like. Sure. Just, put, just keep going forward and not worrying about that other stuff. And if there's a weird you know, Scorsese Joker movie, like, okay, just watch it or don't watch it, but just like, keep, just keep doing things and trying things and, and make movies that you, that they want to make. And if it all fits, it, it's like, every, it's like what, that's what DC does best, right? The black label, the Elseworld vertigo DC universe, like yeah. they give you a ton of material. So it doesn't all have to be part 97 of, 250 you know no, you're like, right and i do keep putting a marvel model onto it and that's that's me i guess but they are also trying to ape that model right now so that's them as well yeah they're they're definitely fighting with themselves yeah so it's this, pretty obvious and this was this was just a shocking because it looked like there wasn't much going on and you, then you've got shazam in his ridiculous costume but that's what he looks like so um I, i'm so thrilled by that shazam costume mm -hmm. i know that it's like pre-effects and everything but it's so bright and authentic to the comics. I frankly can't believe that they're doing it. I know. I yeah. It it looks like a cheesy uh, Jerry Ordway comic. Like it, it's totally like golden age yeah. yes. or silver age, like goofy. Okay, that's that's who he is, right? He shows up. He's the he's the smiling superhero. Like even more than Superman's the smiling superhero. Like he's that guy. Like he's he's happy to be here, happy to help. So, Fair enough. The big red cheese. Brian, thank yeah. you for your call. Always good to hear from you, buddy. Yeah, later, guys. All right, we'll talk later, to you soon. Dude. He's pumped. He's ready for the new gods. Speaking of movies, yeah. let's talk about this Avengers trailer. We all watched it. We did. How do we feel? This is the newest hey, real, The newest. Wanna give a, real quick, I want to give a shout-out to Philip Lee in the chat who's watching us. He said, love the show. It's better than Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, Whoa, dude, that's, yeah, that's heavy, dude. There are no you Saturday know, but, morning yeah, cartoons the, anymore. You didn't grow up with Saturday morning cartoons, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, by default, Saturday morning cartoons were we are awesome, better than current right? Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> you dare say things like that? Come on, man. That was crap. Let's talk about the Avengers trailer. Okay, so you're the one with I shivers. I watched that trailer three times, mm -hmm. and every time I watch it, by the time it's over, I'm like literally trembling. <laughs> Yeah. And I don't mean that to be dramatic. No, no, no. Uh, I, like, I was too. It definitely. It's, it's tapping into something deep inside me that I thought like, okay, 20 movies deep in this franchise. Yeah, I'm going to like it. But like, I didn't, I haven't felt this way about a Marvel movie in a long time. Not that I haven't liked them, but like. Feels like the first time. It feels like the very feels first, like the time. first time. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the first Avengers movie is a ton of fun. But a lot of that comes from seeing all of the characters together. Yes. Avengers 2, less fun, but still a, a good time. This movie, I can't tell if it's just the sheer volume of all of the things that I love together in one place. Uh, like, are they a ready player wanting me? No, 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 they're not. But like it, it really feels like the logical conclusion or or next step to what they they've been building to and i can't believe they pulled it off well they haven't pulled it off yet they pulled off a really good trailer this movie's gonna, gonna be freaking amazing you're fooling yourself no i think it's gonna be great i'm just saying before we crown it let's 
wait and see what happens. I'm counting it, baby. You know? I'm calling it. I don't think they ready playered one you though, Joe. Like Not you said, all. I think this is what they've been working on. And even if this wasn't the idea from the outset, they came up with it at right. some point and we're like, dudes, this is what we're this is what it's all going to point to. At the I end. think maybe at the end of Avengers 2, they may have course corrected a bit and went, okay. Yeah, maybe. We're fucking it or they got up. The, the Avengers- or, or they at least got it in the line. They're like, okay, yeah. this is successful. Yeah. Everything we've done so far has, has been good. Well, and, the, and at that Let's point, just- the Captain America movies were really, were important <clears throat> and sort of steering the ship almost. <clears throat> and Avengers 2 was like this standalone thing. And it was fine. Was it great? Well, yeah. No. I mean, Avengers 2, Avengers 2 is just a is just a separate story and yeah. all of that stuff that all of the stuff in age of Ultron that kicked the ball downfield felt tacked on totally um, like that stupid scene where Thor goes on a vision quest to find the infinity stone. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's nonsense. That movie wasn't going to have anything to do with the infinity stones. Right. Yeah, uh, well, except for the, the, the one that they put in the vision that they got out of Loki's staff or whatever. I can't even keep track of which one's which. Okay. Let's talk about Thanos for a second because I think Thanos looks great. I think Thanos looks exactly like Thanos. And the, uh, I think he looks awesome. I like the way he looked in that little teaser from what was on the back of one of the movies where they show his face. Yeah. Like he kind of turns over his shoulder. Yeah. Gives yeah. Him, and, like they've remodeled his face. A since bit. Then, Definitely. To look more like the actor. Uh, it's got, he has yeah. more Josh Brolin look you can to him. That was before yeah. they cast Josh yeah. Brolin. The, I the, w- the very first Thanos teaser from the first Avengers movie. Yeah. I liked I liked his face in the teaser more so than it is now. Okay, uh, a lot I, of people are saying it looks ridiculous. I don't think it looks I, ridiculous. I'm a little. I was a little bit uh, bummed that he's not like in his actual costume. He's in it in the flashbacks. Well, we also have a whole other movie for him to get in that costume. That's true. This is just part one. Yeah, I will say when I watched this the other day with Casey, she was like, "Everything looks really good, but Thanos looks stupid." He just looks dumb. Like, I don't know if he's going to like, and I kept saying to her, well, that's what Thanos looks like in the comics. That's what he looks like. She's like, I don't care. Looks dumb. Looks stupid. Okay. So then you know what that says to me? That says to me, we have reached the point where all these superhero movies end with a fight against a big CGI bad guy. Yes. And have we now finally reached that point where people are like, eh, tired of it. Seen the CGI bad guy yeah, before. I'm over it. Here's another one. Yeah. This one looks I don't dumb. Know, man. Like, I see. I don't think he looks dumb. Somebody on Twitter. I don't think he looks put dumb up either. this picture like of Captain America holding like the fist where he stopped Thanos's punch, and then the other picture is a California raisin face, yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. like looking down, and they're like, "Oh man, Avengers: Infinity War looks sick." <laughs> That's pretty <It's> funny. So <laughs> funny. <laughs> I personally so, think Thanos looks really good. I don't know. I do too. And what I've heard, what I think, uh, the current rumor going around is that he kind of sheds the armor the traditional Thanos armor as like a power move. Like here I am. I don't need my armor to right. beat you guys. Yeah. And I'm totally fine with that idea. Um, like when I get but, naked and beat up a bunch of dudes at the bar. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Right. I don't need these Just clothes to, to your kick your ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what they tell you about going to prison. Yeah. Get naked and punch the biggest guy you can immediately find. get naked Do and it. take out the biggest dude possible. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but there is so much in that trailer that has me so fucking stoked. Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. All right, we got a call coming in. Here so we go. Enough stoking. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover Caller. Who it is? JD, got to catch them all. JD, JD how are you, catchy. sir? Happy St. Patrick's Day from Kansas City, boys. Oh, oh hey. Do they freak out in Kansas City? Do they, like, die the river it's green and stuff? Or? Isn't it? Just about. I mean, half the streets are closed because of parades, and oh, the other half are closed for drinking. Well, fair enough. Well, that's Omaha like every day. But uh, what do you want to rap about today? Well, it was my question. So. No, that's right. It was that's your, right. your question. Let's get into that I, right now. Let's discuss. Well, I have, to make, I have to make a quick correction. I got to give credit to a guy named Alex Mansfield. He was the one that actually listened to Felix's comic art podcast and posted that question on another you stole with, another uh, man's another question. Facebook group. Oh, so it's it okay, Jeff. We don't acknowledge the existence of other podcasts. You co-opted Alex's There's question no... is what you're saying. <sighs> wow, yeah, JD. I, wow. But it, it's a good question. <laughs> and uh, I think obviously I'm going to, you know, have to go back to my roots and just go back to Warren Ellis. I think, I think at least Planetary deserves to be on that list of, you know, game changing books since the era discussed in the question. Okay. Uh, okay. 
and I think it's because I, I think I mentioned it last time we talked, uh, the idea of sandbox comics, the idea of a sandbox universe. I think that was really one of the first instances that Ellis really started experimenting with that, with creating this world with a specific story, but he could do anything with it. Yeah, that's fair. And I think that was, and we saw, and I, and if you look at the themes and things that he introduced in Planetary, you see them recur in Injection and in Wildstorm and, you know, and, and things that he's written ever since. There's these reoccurring themes that he keeps playing with and that fit into these worlds. And I think seeing that idea, that singular vision of a, of a creator across multiple works, I think is something that it, it wasn't there before. So I'm trying to I think, think if anybody else quality. was doing that before him and really the only name that's coming to mind is Alan Moore. But even yeah. the way Alan Moore did it, they were just like, this is one shot storyline done. I'm not revisiting this. Right. I'm never going back there. Whereas Warren Ellis's worlds feel like he could open that door again anytime. And it's right there. Yeah. I mean, and this is still going yeah. on. I mean, how many times are you going to find a protagonist in a white suit in a Warren Ellis comic? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Unless it's Moon Knight. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, even then, I mean, he gave us Mr. Knight. Yeah. Which I love. Most interesting thing they've done to that character in years. I know. There's just not enough. There's just not enough not enough renditions of him in that costume. I love it. Fair enough. I like your answer. Yeah. His answer. Yeah. That was that was my answer. His his answer makes my answer pretty interesting. I feel like there's an interesting connection there. Okay. Going to address. All right. We'll get there. Well, we had another call. We had another call coming okay. in when you called, so I'm going to cut you off here and so we can get this guy back in. But thank you for your question, all and right. thank yeah, you man. for your answer. It's a Always good to talk to you, brother. One. All right, I'll have, a, I'll have a glass of whiskey for you guys, all right? Okay, drink uh, safely, brother. Awesome. Thank you. Faith and Begora and all that. See you, Jeff. I don't know. That sounds racist. Chase the like snakes that. out of the city. Yeah, Whatever. chase all the snakes chase out of Kansas City, out. will you? Chase all the snakes <laughs> That's my job. Out. There's a bunch of them, let me tell you. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. There we are. Who's this? I don't know, but this is, they were trying to call a minute ago. Okay. Thank you for calling. THN, cover to cover, caller, who this? Hey, nerds. This is Kyle calling from San Diego. What up, Kyle? How is sunny San Diego today? Uh, well, I'm actually at Disneyland today, but it's great. Oh, hey. All right. <laughs> well, yeah. okay. So we're down at Disneyland, and you're calling in. I yeah. love it. Anything yeah. cool going yeah, on there? You got any puppets misbehaving? Or ignore or... that. <laughs> oh, we're here for my for my son's third birthday, so that's uh, we're having a lot of fun. Hey, Happy birthday! Right. What do you want to rap but about? I'm calling in for the question of the week. Okay. Um, and I believe the question of the week is like what uh, what something that's like revolutionized comics or changed comics in some way going forward, right? Something like that. Right. I in believe. recent years, more recent years. Right. So I'm going to go with March by John Lewis. Okay. And Adra Iden and Nate Powell. You stole my answer. And and I think that we have yet to really see the full ramifications of March yet. Uh, I think it's so new and so popular that uh, we're yet to see what what's going to happen. But they, I, I know you guys have talked about it. They recently announced that they're going to continue with John Lewis's story in a new yeah. title called Run. Yes. And so I'd be really interested to see like like how they do it. And I think. Now that this has been so popular, I'm interested to see whose other stories they're going to tell via this medium. Now, I know, like, um, so I haven't read Mouse yet, but I would assume Mouse is doing something similar, but given the nature of what they're talking about with Mouse, they couldn't do it as upfront or as, you know, as, as they did it with March. But I think this is similar, kind of like nonfiction, and I'd be really interested to see, like, what will come out of this series coming out and being right. so popular and winning so many awards? Like, how do we talk about awards, how do we talk about March in twenty years? Well, like, like Mao's is talked about now, mm-hmm. basically, and Mao's right. you don't know is a Holocaust survivor story told through the eyes of mice, basically, that right. are the characters instead of Jews, and it is right. an amazing book, absolutely amazing. March that was my answer because that was one of those books that we reviewed on our show when we were still reviewing trade paperbacks, which I want to get back into and we'll do that soon. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. But it was one of those things that I read and didn't know that you could do comics like this. Not that there wasn't autobiographical comics or historical comics out there, but like a living congressman who lived through the civil rights story, telling his story in a graphic novel format. We've never seen anything like that. 
Well, so like like you said, like biography comics, autobiography comics, that, that that's nothing new. No. And there are even books that are about living people, uh, you know, in political climates. Like Joe Sacco does a a, a bunch of work like that. Um, there's Persepolis and and things like that. But March March was a, a March was a series that was about something that had such a formative impact on current American history. Yeah, written by the guy directly involved. And it, that's where I think it's it's special. Yeah, it's it's the level of relevance is what it is. Basically. Yes, exactly. You're yeah, right. And relevant and relevance to our current situation dude is still is, alive. Yeah, exactly. Dude is telling the story. Dude is just butting heads with our super racist president. Not more than six months ago. You know, I mean, it's an incredible well, book. I couldn't agree point more. Of run. He said right. when and they so, announced um, this follow up series the reasons that it's really affected me so much is so I grew up in a very conservative family, a very conservative area. And what we did is we started having a book club and I pitched reading March for our book club. And so we did. And I love this book so much. I bought it for all of my family. I sent it out and I was really interested to see what they would think about it. And the discussion was so good and how you can take the example of John Lewis and take his, what he's done and apply it to so many other areas whether it's LGBT issues oh, yeah. or whether oh, yeah. it's race issues or what, and, and you can just take it and apply it and see what the disparity is and, and what the injustices are today. And one of the people in our group was sharing a story that I had never thought about. So they live in rural Utah and he actually works for, uh, so my brother-in-law, he works for a, a polygamist family. Oh, wow. And there's, yeah, in their community, they're not polygamists, but in their community, there's a lot of persecution of them just because of their relationship to this other family. And so one of my very, very conservative sister-in-law like started crying and like telling like how this story affected her so much and how she can relate to it because of what they're going through. Oh, wow. Something that I wouldn't, that I was never ever expected to happen. Like somebody relating, you know, polygamy and uh, persecution due to that yeah. to this book that we just read. And it showed me how you can apply it to anything. Yeah, that's an incredible. Yeah, that I hadn't even thought of it like that, but that you're right. You're absolutely right. It makes that book even more important. And uh, thank you for stealing my answer. And I'm not coming up with another one. <laughs> now right, get well, back well, to your kid's birthday, here, okay? Thanks, thanks for letting me call in. All right. Do me a favor. Punch thank Droopy you, in the nose for me, will you? We'll do. <laughs> Appreciate it. Talk to you later, man. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. We will be right back with the rest of Cover to Cover after an important word from our sponsor. Hey, guys. We want to take a quick minute to thank our sponsor for this month, Midwinter from Revision Studios. Midwinter is a long-form graphic novel that meshes cyberpunk, fantasy, a little bit of horror. It's got action and intrigue, magic, cyborgs, mutants, all that stuff, everything in between. Midwinter is the product of a group of local indie creators, a really talented bunch of people. Uh, The creator of Midwinter, Kayla, is an old classmate and friend of mine, and I've had the pleasure of seeing her develop this project over the last six or seven years, and it's just been a pleasure seeing her bring this project to life. If you go to their Kickstarter now, you can help them fund issue seven of the current series, Uh, Those issues will eventually get collected into graphic novel formats. If you are a new fan, you can get all of the back issues through the fundraiser campaign. There's also a lot of great rewards like keychains and prints and posters. You can even have your own face inserted into Midwinter as a character. To find the fundraiser, you can go to kickstarter.com and search Midwinter issue 7 or go to midwintercomic.com and click support to find the Kickstarter banner. Uh, These are some really deserving indie creators that need your help to keep their book going. It's a worthy project, and they are fans and supporters of THN, so show them some love. Thank you, Midwinter, for sponsoring the Two-Headed Nerd this month. And now back to THN cover to cover. So typically, this is the part of the show where we have a very serious discussion about something meaningful and serious, and then Zach Hollowell calls in. Oh, man. So, Zach, if you're watching or listening, now would be the time. 
Okay, we can lighten some hey, stuff up with some dick and back. fart jokes, you know? Zach Hollowell. Yeah. Tell us your damn story. Well, I, okay, so the, the question is like game-changing issues, right? Like genre-changing or it works, that, right? not necessarily issues, but yeah, stories. Like yeah. since well, stories, we all talk yeah. about this stuff from the '80s, but we're talking about more recently. Like, has there been any? Oh well, see, game mine is older than that. Oh, because I was thinking, like, if you really want to talk about what changed the comics I love, you got to go back to like Zap Comics number one. Okay. Because I, you know, there was nothing like that until Robert Crumb started doing that stuff. Oh, I totally agree. Absolutely nothing like it. It was completely different. It was completely non-child orientated. I mean, you could argue that like some of the EC comics, okay, you know, you kids can read some tales from the crypt or whatever. There is nothing in Zap comics that the child should be reading. No, right? absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. It's the, it's the first time I think comics, you know, unless you want to talk going back to like the 1700s or whatever, where, you know, comics were more, uh, you know, social commentary, kind of one page things. Right. It was really just, you know, hey, adults, here's something completely fucking whacked out for you. Yeah, irreverent, and, stoned, perverted, whatever. <laughs> was that before yeah. or after uh, the Fabulous Free Freak Brothers? The Fabulous Free Freak yeah. Brothers spun out of that, I okay. believe. Okay, okay. Yeah, because yeah. it was all those San Francisco so, guys. Yeah. Dig it. I mean, yeah. it's a different I wrong. guy. I think they showed up around Zap 3 or so. Something okay. like sure, that. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Because Zap wasn't like a monthly thing. It just came out every once in a while, and then the other creators were doing stuff too, so... Yeah, I think Mr. Natural was the first zap. That's where yeah. he came out of. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Good answer. But yeah, yeah, that's my answer. I like it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I love comic books. And I love superhero stuff, but really where my heart lies is just the weird shit. I just like the weird shit. I think that was the first comic <laughs> that made it okay to do weird shit. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I totally agree. <laughs> yeah. I like weird shit too, Zach. That's why I like Yeah, I you. know you do. That's why I like you. Okay, well, have a good day, boys. All right, buddy. See you, Zach. See ya. Let's just get into it. Nightwatch. Spike Lee Nightwatch. Are we making a Nightwatch movie because Sony went, oh, wow, people want black superheroes. Nightwatch, go. Oh, hold on. Maybe. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller, who this? <laughs> hey, it's D. Hey, D. D. Murray, he lives. Where's he been? He walks the earth. Yeah, I'm alive. Okay. I just got in a car accident, but I'm alive. You got in a car accident? Are you all right? Yeah. Collarbone's broken. Ooh, jeez. Jeepers creeps. Yeah, that sucks, man. You're not wearing, like, the helmet with, like, the bars and everything that drill into your head, are you? No. Okay. Just a, just a fling. Just an arm fling. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I mean, not good that you have a broken collarbone, but glad to hear you're okay. Is it your important arm? No, it's not. It's the it's, backup? It's an important arm. Okay. We, we can still find that today. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Okay, good, good. <laughs> it's your backup arm. <laughs> There we go. What do you want to rap about today, buddy? Uh, I just saw this article about Brian Hill doing uh, doing Batman with Black Lightning. Yes. I'm super excited for this because I know like Batman burned a lot of bridges because uh, Batwoman left. Now Robin's back and he's taking off. Yeah. Clayface, kind of evil again. Spoilers, piss. <laughs> I mean, like the whole the whole crew is just is what it is right now. And like they're they're gonna fart signal doing his own thing. Batwing and Azure are gonna go off and do their own thing. Yeah. Now is this okay? So this is gonna be the Black Lightning that is in the current Black Lightning miniseries. That's what I'm thinking. And you know how like they start out DC, Marvel both start with miniseries. That's a test focus to group. Yeah. Focus a superhero. And I don't think he can support his own his own comic book. So that's why I no. came up with Batman. I don't think he can either, and I don't. I don't. I did not particularly love what they did with the character in this one either. Just like erasing a bunch of continuity and making him younger and stuff. I like older father figure Black Lightning. You know, exactly. he's a cool dad to his kids. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and like young dude fighting crime. How many of those do we have? Jesus, we've got a million of them. You know, really. I hope they can course correct a little bit, and they can. I'm not saying just like get rid of this black lightning mini, you know, character, but I would like them to return him a little more to the black lightning. We know that Batman knows, like, I don't want to see Batman meet him and be like, who are you? I'm black lightning. Oh, we've never met before. Join the team. Shall we fight <laughs> alongside each other? Black lightning. You know, I don't need that. They need to bring the outsiders, black lightning, Batman, black lightning duo back. Exactly. Yeah. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. They revealed that Batman had an outsider's team during in Black Knight's Metal. That yes. he had 
secretly run the Outsiders. They revealed that Batman had an Outsiders team during Dark Knight's Metal, uh, is what he was saying. So, yeah, you could do awesome. that. You could totally do that. And just be like, yeah, Black Lightning, he was doing all this badass stuff for me, running the outside. <laughs> That'd be rad. I'd be totally into that. Second wave, baby. Oh. Second wave. D, thank you for your call. It's good to hear from you. I'm glad you're okay. We're all going to send good vibes your way. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Yeah, and man. we will talk Heal to you up, soon, man. okay, brother? Get that healing factor Talking kicking about. in. Thanks for keeping the conversation going on the fan page, D. Yeah, thank you for, for D runs the fan page. We love this guy. I knew he wasn't dead. I just hadn't heard from a while. I was trying to guilt him. That's all. D, we'll talk to you soon, brother. Later, guys. Late. All right. So I was not sure what D was talking about when he said Brian Hill and Black Lightning. I thought he was confused and talking about the Hong Kong Fui crossover. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but this is breaking news published just yesterday. Late in the day, Brian Hill is taking over Detective Comics from James Tinian, and Black Lightning will be a supporting character. That's cool. Oh, okay. I'm into it. Uh, for those of you that may not be super familiar with the name, Brian Hill writes The Wild Storm. It's true. Um, so he's good. He's very good. I'm excited for that. That'll be fun. And I like Black Lightning there. I, I really do. But I don't love this new Black Lightning. You know what? Oh, I'm well. going to choose that it is a prelude. Because a, this is an interesting way to say prelude. Pre, it's, <laughs> a prelude. Pre, it's a prelude. It's pre a prelude. Uh, because the name of this story arc is on the outside and they keep referencing the outsiders. So my guess is that they're going to kind of restore that history a little bit. Okay. I can see that. Let's play. I this, hope so. Let's play these calls we got real quick here. We got a couple calls this week. One we haven't heard from for a little while. You're going to love this guy. Hey, Joe and Matt. Um, I know I haven't called in uh, for quite a while, and it's been a busy month and busy, crazy times. And went back in time to 1985 and uh, helped Marty McFly with his DeLorean. And uh, still having podcast stuff going on, and it's been amazing, but... Uh, also crazy and school, and so I'm sorry I haven't called in, and I mean, I'm too late for the cover to cover this week, but, uh, you know, I I appreciate your show. I always appreciate it. Um, I know I don't call in nearly as often as I should, uh, but I just wanted to let you guys know you guys are doing a great job, and you guys are awesome. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> he was so busy, he forgot to introduce himself. Ladies and gentlemen, Randy Andrews. <laughs> Randy Andrews. He was, he was feeling some deep-seated guilt there. About yeah, uh, was, Randy, man. no one is mad at you. Okay, buddy? It's fine. We all have lives. I get it. <laughs> hey, look, nobody knows how to whip up the guilt in their audience like THN. Yeah, I guess. It's, it's us and the Catholic Church. We come at you off the air, yeah. though, typically. Uh. John from Jersey in the chat, hoping to get a Lachaim. Uh, Lachaim. Try that again. No, oh, I wanted you to do it. <laughs> Lachaim, not Lachaim. 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 You got to do the Lachaim. Lachaim. You got to do that. It's you know, French. It's Lachaim. 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 Mazel tov, John. Mazel okay. Tov. Right now, let's get to our answers to the question of the week. We know yours. Yeah. yeah Mine was stolen from me. Mine was stolen from me. Joe Patrick. John says he's off to Anna Tevka. What is that? I don't know. Sounds like a weird sex club. <laughs> yeah. Russian Maybe it's sex. a weird sex club. It's a yeah. Russian sex club. I'm going to say Russian sex club. I'm, Joe Patrick. Uh, so my answer, it's a tough question. You know, it, it's hard not to just pick something really popular or really beloved. Um, but if we're talking about things that like really changed the game in terms of comics, uh, I liked I liked Zach's answer about Zap Comics and the underground movement, but mm -hmm. the question was specifically about things that happened after Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, I just politely like, didn't want to tell. Have we seen anything like that in the modern day? Um, and I think you got to look back to books like Sandman, which was only a few years removed from Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, Sandman started in I think eighty nine. Yeah, and Sandman had a, a a legit huge impact on. Not just uh, the comic industry, but like the medium of comics and how people made comics. Yes. And what people were looking for in comics. It inspired an entire line of DC comics that lasted for 30 years. Well, I mean, and persists to this day, Vertigo. 
it's something that's still talked about and beloved and taught in schools. It continuously like called back to and brought back in some form or another. DC's like biggest event of the year is incorporating stuff from the Sandman mythos in it uh, in metal. Right. They're about to do this huge Sandman universe revival. Like Sandman was a big deal. It only la- only in air quotes. It only lasted like six <laughs> years, six or seven years. Right. Uh, seventy five issues. To this day, it's still one of the like most talked about series. I I think of all time. I feel like you're cheating a little bit just because it's so close to Dark Knight Returns. I don't Three think so. Years it's later. after. It's after. Me. I know. I know. I'm just okay, saying. Well, I I have a secondary answer that's a little bit more modern. Okay. I'm gonna give it to The Walking Dead. Yeah. Hmm, yes. That's a good one. Because that Absolutely. book inspired, much like Sandman did in the late 80s, Walking Dead inspired the revival of an entire genre of, of comics. Like, nobody was doing zombie stuff. Yeah, nobody cared. It just didn't sell. Nobody gave a shit. Yeah. And now it's it's still zombies everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, 10 plus years later, we're still... Still talking about it. Okay, that's an excellent answer. I it like is, that one yeah. better than you're saying. Yep. That. That's a fantastic answer. Jared Tavitas. Okay, so um, mine is along the lines of JD, right? Because okay. his answer was planetary, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, so my answer is the authority. Okay. Because I feel the authority changed team books from that point on. I feel like you wouldn't have gotten the ultimates without the authority. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Uh, and see, but then he brought planetary and planetary is also a team book that is, you know, he's saying is a big changer, right? It came out exactly one month before planet uh, authority. I would argue they were doing two different things. Though. I get it. I get it. I get two it. But, but I'm also kind of like, cause he was like, you know, I was like, well, did that team book change team books? Right. But I don't think so. I think no. that book changed stories. I think that book changed like homage pr- books yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and was very meta in the way it looked yeah. at all this like literary influence on superheroes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Authority definitely like took the idea of the Justice League or the X Men, yeah, took or a the team Avengers, book and was like, "Hey, dude, shook it up, rock and roll this thing." <laughs> yeah, yeah, got him pissed and yeah, drunk, yeah. and then threw it on the page. You know? That's what I. Th- that was that's my answer. That's a great. But answer. I, I think the Authority is responsible, definitely as you say, toots for changing the way we look at superheroes. I grew up with heroes that had like strong moral codes, no killing. If you were an Avenger and you got caught killing somebody or letting somebody die, you got kicked the fuck out. Yeah. Or you divorced your wife because of it. Yeah. Or you divorced your (laughs) wife. Right. That's what formed my impression of superheroes. And all of a sudden the authority comes around and it's got this very like real world no pun intended, but authoritarian view on doing the right thing, right? Like swooping into countries and deposing corrupt dictators. That's like one of the first thing they do. By like, kicking them through the head. Yeah, flying right, in like, and, and kick a dude's head off. And not hesitating to just totally end dudes if they felt it was necessary. Well, And that was a direct shot at Superman, no doubt. That was Warren Ellis saying, here's something Superman can't do and would never do. And I and think that a lot of that Superman. carried over into books still today, like Avengers books today are Definitely. way different. Definitely. You could see it happen instantly back in the 90s where you saw like the tone of Superman change. You saw the tone of the Avengers change then. Like all of a sudden, uh, I believe it was Joe Kelly was writing Superman at the time and he brought in a team very similar to the authority that were not necessarily good guys or bad guys that came but at that Superman. Was, but that was in response to the authority. Yes. That was but not like trying to ape their success. No, there no, was no. A- I'm not saying he's trying to ape their success. I'm just saying he was trying to bring that element in to say, see, like this is where we're at. And how is Superman going to exist in this same continuity or in this same climate with characters like this? The, the point of Kelly's run with those characters is that there's still a place for characters like Superman yes. in a world where you have characters that do what they feel must be done regardless of the cost. Yes. And the, my point being Superman had to directly respond to what was going on in the authority, basically, because everyone yeah, was yeah, going exactly right. Holy and, shit. This book is crazy. This book is not. I've never seen heroes act like this. That was know? Justice League Elite. Right? Yes, Justice League, the uh, yeah, the yeah. elite uh, Justice Justice League elite. There was eventually a, a mini series featuring the characters called Justice League elite. The culmination of that of that storyline from Joe Kelly's run was Action Comics 775, which was called 
what's so funny about the American way or about truth, justice in the American way. Yeah. Taking a shot at people that are making fun of Superman for being outmoded and old fashioned. Right. And out of touch with the times it had him showing these characters that there's a way to do the right thing without taking the ultimate step. Right. And you know, uh, I might even back up and say Stormwatch change or die was the book that really introduced that idea. And the authority Stormwatch, came directly out of yeah. that. Stormwatch. I mean, Stormwatch begat the authority. So yeah, but that last series change or die really introduced the authority mm. and the idea of these bad guys that were so bad that like, yeah, you can't throw these guys in jail. That's not how it's going to work. You have to murder them or kick them into <laughs> space or shoot them into the sun or something, you know, that was right. a great that, answer. That comes Jared. From, nice. You know, that comes from, the idea that these stories, uh, that the authority and uh, the ultimates were set in a, a world much more morally gray. Yeah. Yeah. There you much, go. much more Definitely. like reality. Yes. Which is um, where Warren Ellis operates. Right. And the DC universe actually are obviously takes place in this kind of like idyllic iconic space. Right. When they do stories that are contrary to that, it's, it's kind of a deconstruction of that idea. All right, we got to get out of here. Otherwise, we're going to do this all day. Thank you to everybody <laughs> that called in and everybody that played along. Like I said, you can click our call now button. You can call us at 402-819-4894. Leave us a message anytime, day or night. You can send us an MP3, looking at you, Lord Fungus, to twoheadednerd at gmail.com anytime you would like, and you can be on this show with us and play along or watch us every Saturday. It's more fun than Saturday morning cartoons. Apparently. I didn't say it. Somebody else did. Okay. There it is. Philip Lee. That means it's real. So before we get out of here, let's introduce our new question of the week for these guys to kick around for a little bit. Joe Patrick, do you have it right in front of you still? The new question of the week comes from our main man, Wooly Toots. It does? That's you. It's an oldie. It's an oldie, but a goodie. Oh, boy. I've even forgotten it. <laughs> I'm sure. Toots wants to know if you were a garbage pail kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What would your name be, and what is your gross Damn it, I had a great one, See, and now I don't even freaking remember it. This last question we had was so highbrow, we had to go oh, with God the lowest brow question we could Shit. find. So here we are in the dumpster with the garbage what pail. What was kids. it? Oh, crap. I mean, I think we already know it's Wooly Toots is the name. No, 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 no. I had a disgusting one, dude. You'll get it back. You'll get it back. Don't tell him uh, now. You'll I, get it I, back. Like I said, I don't even remember it. You'll get it back. I smoked those brain cells away. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. as I said on the, as I said on the regular show, guys, we are hurting for question of the week submissions. Yes. I've got a secondary so one. Get us some question of the week. Well, submissions. Post them on the forums, just post them in the fan page. I will mark them down and we'll use them on the show. But yeah, we need to get back into the mode of suggesting questions of the week because quite frankly, Matt and I are not creative enough to do it on our own. Well, we my, don't want to. I got one. Here's one. Here's okay. another one. Okay. okay. So inspired by the shirt down here. It says. And one shall die. This is like a right. cover alpha fight. Yeah, I remember that. What is game. one of your favorite cover blurbs like that? Oh, that's a fun right? one. If like, this be destiny. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? At what price victory? Yeah, what's, <laughs> give me some good ones. <laughs> yeah. Give me some good ones. That's a fun that's one. That's my question. Oh, we should definitely do A new one. one. That'd be fun. All right, we're getting out of here. I'll go submit it. Thanks, everybody, for playing. We'll be here again next week. Nobody loves you more than us. Not your parents. Not Jesus. Nobody. You understand that? This is a two-headed nerd. Signing off.